It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 64 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. I'm here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your landscape and giving you the opportunity to save money. Our friend Mark Levine from the Fall Atlanta Home Show is with us this morning. Hi, Mark. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Walter. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Next Saturday morning, we'll be broadcasting live from the Fall Atlanta Home Show. And if you get into the Fall Atlanta Home Show before 9 a.m., and know the password, Mark, people get in free to the show when it starts at 10. That's true. They can, yeah. From 6 a.m. onwards, if uh, they give the password of PMC Pros, they can get in for free and watch you broadcast. What a treat. Yeah. What a well, treat for that. Some, for some people, a treat. For other people, they just come in <laughs> and just do five minutes before 9 o'clock. They're there for just the last five minutes of the show. But the show this year, the Fall Home Show Market, is going to have lots and lots and lots of good things for people to see. Vendors will be there from all over the country to give them ideas of what they can do to improve their homes. Yeah, we've got over 250 uh, home improvement experts. We're going to be at the show. Um, many landscapers. We've got several beautiful hardscape areas in the show this year. It's a bigger show than last year. Oh, wow. Obviously, going to be having your radio broadcast there, you and Dave. There's going to be a plant market as well, brought to us by the UGA Extension of Cobb County. Mm-hmm. They're going to have an Ask a Master Gardener table as well. So um, you can get some new plants there and you can ask exactly what to do with them. Uh, home people are going to be having a kids' workshop every day at the show. So do bring your kids along. If, uh, you know, Don't be scared to do that because we'll have several things for them to look at and do. Um, yeah, it's really shaping up to be a great show this year. I'm going to be speaking on uh, Friday about garden myths and uh, weird beliefs that people have. But Ty Pennington, Ty Pennington from television is going to be there as well. Yeah, no, I, I put you and him on the same billing. But yeah, <laughs> he's going to be there on Sunday at 1 p.m. to speak to us. And obviously he's a Georgia native, so um, he's really looking forward to doing that for us on Sunday. And we're, we're happy to have him at the show. Now, you mentioned this is going to be bigger even than last year. I thought last year was pretty big to begin with. But tell everyone what kind of vendors you see at this show, what kind of sort of the broad spectrum of the kind of folks you expect to visit at the show. Well, I think you hit on it there. It's a very broad spectrum. It's pretty much everything you would want. If you're thinking about doing something with your home or indeed your garden or your patio, uh, there's going to be a vendor at the home show that you can talk to an expert Uh, that you can potentially work with. And there are generally several exhibitors who are in the type of area that you're looking for, be that landscaping, be that windows, roofing, home decor upgrades, basement improvements, pretty much anything you can imagine. So um, if you're in the market for it, or you're just thinking about it for the near future, then come on down and you'll get to speak to quite a lot of experts there under one roof. A lot of times they have discounts for show attendees too, which is the part that I like. So they give a 5% discount. If you do a, make a decision that day, you need your gutters done, you need something else done to your home, ask for the discount and they'll give it to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, many of them do run show specials. Uh, they, they, the, the point of them being there is that they want to work with you quickly. So 
and they're ready to go to serve this year, and so they'll offer you a discount there as well. Um, I was going to talk briefly about Friday as well, because we usually do have uh, trade day and hero day that day, where if you're in the profession, you can come along, bring a business card, get in for free. And also, if you're a first responder, uh, if you're you know military or retired veteran, you can get in for free. But we're also adding something this year, which is Teacher Appreciation Day. So teachers... And school employees, I know Cobb County is going to be out. Yeah. Um, you can get in for free wow. uh, with your ID on the Friday of the show. What a nice deal. And again, we mentioned earlier, if you're there on Saturday morning before 9 a.m. and know the password, which is PMC Pros, because we're on the PMC Pro stage. If you know the password, PMC Pros gets there before 9 o'clock. He's watched the show, watched Dave Baker actually for an hour. And then 10 o'clock, the show opens. You get into the show for free on Saturday as well. You got it, absolutely. And um, if you can't make it at those times, please come and see us Friday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's $10 at the door. It's $8 if you buy uh, at com, and that's where all the information is for the show as well. Children 12 and under get in free, and seniors 65 and older with an ID get in free as well. It is a deal. So that's again, where's the website? What's the website, Mark? It is fallatlantahomeshow.com. Fallatlantahomeshow.com. Yep. All right, Mark, it's great to talk to you. I'll look forward to being there on Friday and on Saturday as well. We look forward to seeing you too, Walter. Thanks so much. Sure. See you then, Mark. Thanks for calling. Mark Levine, who is the show chairman, show chief bottle washer and uh, chief executive officer of the show, the Fall Atlanta Home Show, fallatlantahomeshow.com. Mary is in Dunwoody and gets back on the line with us. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? Just great. How can we help, Mary? Okay. Uh, I'm calling about uh, my daughter's garden. She has got a dead garden. We killed it all off with Roundup. Yeah. And we took off all of the dead grass, and we had got a lawn service to come in to give us a price on doing the rest because it was too hard to do. Okay. And they suggested that we put down a zoysia grass. Okay. Is it too late to put down zoysia grass right now? Hmm. Ashen? Uh, <laughs> Ashen or zoysia I, I, assume, I assume you're talking about zoysia sod. Zoysia sod. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because yes. uh, yeah, the time to seed the zoysia typically is going to be more of May, June. May and June, yeah. Uh, but, uh, right. But, yeah, you could do the sod now. It is. It's problematic because you have to keep it dry. You have, you have to, to keep, keep it watered. watered. And a whole uh, winter right. long. Right. But you want to do go through, the, it sounds like you've gone through the soil prep uh and, yes, and you want to, We're, and you want to do yeah. it before it gets, you know, to be winter, because you want it to establish itself, root down, yeah, and uh, and so I just, I just, we had gone onto Walter's web uh, page, and it had said that it was too late to put down sods, so well, that's why it, we were wondering you about know, my it. My web page sometimes sort of general information, right? And yeah, one of the things I mentioned, Mary, that I think is important is insist that your sod laying company roll the sod after they put it down to make sure it's good, tightly adhered to the soil underneath, make sure it's right laid down and rolled down. And that way uh-huh. the sod can root into the soil, as Ashton said, as quickly as possible. We don't want it to get into December and still be sort of floating on top of the soil. Yeah, with air pockets. Air no pockets air pockets, we want to roll down tight. And then you and then you need to water it. You need to keep it, keep it yeah. moist so that... Uh, keep it water. Yes. Yeah. We were also thinking about the fescue seed just in, instead. So, because it's quite expensive to do the zoysia sod, uh-huh. 
But would that be a better choice to do the the seed right now than the sod? How much sunshine do you get? That's really the determining factor. Uh, how much sun? Quite a bit. She gets uh, quite a bit of sun. There is one tree in the way. Mm. We're taking it down. Yeah. <laughs> My inclination is to say sod, but fescue is possible as long as the soil is well prepared. But mm -hmm. I guess you could sort of take your choice there. But my inclination is in full sun. I sort of like zoysia more than I do when I do fescue because fescue in the summertime when it gets really hot at night, when temperatures are above 70 degrees at night, fescue really struggles in July, August, and a little bit of September usually because its night temperatures are so hot. I, right. the, the one consolation is that this is the time to seed yeah. fescue. So, so you, you would have a little better shot at it this time of the year than seeding it in the spring because you'll have more okay. root growth as we go through the winter so it'll it'll be more established next year when it starts to suffer yeah that's right yes okay well that's great okay well thank you it's great talking to you mary Thanks. and you know I, all right okay. i think uh, uh i know i know mary's not on the line anymore but i think a starter lawn food would be recommended to go yeah, down with the seed grass, yes. or the side yeah Either way, we need a little, little nitrogen in the soil, a little phosphorus in the soil to get things growing and get rooted down quickly. Uh, Steve, Steve's in Ellenwood, joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, Walter, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I've got a question. I got a what appears to be a perfectly healthy hickory tree yeah. that a couple of weeks ago I noticed sawdust around the bottom of it. And I blew it off. It looked kind of like sawdust you would have if you had carpenter bees. Okay, but yeah. I can't yeah. find any holes. And this morning I went out there. We've been on vacation for the last week, and there's a lot more sawdust. And I saw what looks like little white toothpicks sticking out. Wow. And a hickory tree. I, I knew you were going to say that. As yeah. soon as I heard sawdust, I thought and he's going to say toothpicks, toothpicks, toothpicks. And there he is. He said it, toothpicks coming out of the bark. I am surprised. I'm actually dismayed to hear how many people have described the exact situation, Steve, that what you have are called Asian ambrosia beetles, a granulate, granulate ambrosia beetle. Asian ambrosia beetles what we sort of lump them together as. And they attack stressed and sometimes even healthy trees, but rarely do you see them on hickory trees. Yeah, rarely do you see them so, on so big hard. trees like that because they have hard bark and hard to penetrate. Well, um, I got one. Yeah. Is it? It must be a young. Is it a young tree? No, actually, it's been there for ma many years. Yeah. It's a good sized tree. That's the part that is dismaying to me. Yeah. These are mature trees, we and, and you're a, not the first to have. We had it on a on a fig, thing. and uh, you know they're softer. Yeah, easy to see on a fig. But Steve, I don't have a lot of time right now. But I will say, go to my website and just type those words: Asian ambrosia beetle. You'll see many, many examples of trees that have them. The toothpicks. You already know what that looks like, of course. I, I guess my main question, I, yeah. I live with a, a bunch of hickory trees. Is this going to spread to all of them, and what can I do to stop that? Well, what I want you to read on my website is how to build a trap. If you put a trap out there in February, which is usually when they're actually flying the most is in February, put a trap out then, and when you monitor them and find that they're flying finally in February or maybe early March, that's when you spray the bark of all the hickories in your, in your landscape. When you spray all of them at the time when the beetles are flying, then you keep them from getting into and boring into the trunk. Because once they've bored in, they're no longer able to be able to be controlled. Right now, with yours that have the toothpicks on them right now, it'll depend on how many of the beetles have gotten into the hickory as whether it survives or not. Hopefully it does. Watering would be a real good thing to do right now, Steve, to water that tree, make sure it has no stress on it at all. 
because the hickory ambrosia beetles, the Asian ambrosia beetles, are really going to stress it a lot by boring in and introducing the fungus that they do. Go to my website, walterreeves.com, type in Asian ambrosia beetles and learn how to make that trap, monitor, and spray next spring. It's 818. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Bulldog music for you there. Quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Clear skies today, high of 87, low of 62. Or the same tomorrow, high of 88, low of 63. And your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Kurt in Peachtree City has a question about, well, maybe not exactly turf grass. Hey, Kurt, good morning. Good morning, sir. How's things today? It's well, Kurt. Thank you, sir. So what do you want to ask about, Kurt? Well, we have moved into a house that's uh, got beautiful shade trees. Uh, front yard is very limited sunshine. And the previous owners got a couple different types of uh, monograss. They've got yeah. a kind of a clumpier, dark green, yeah. narrow leaf. And then there's a uh, oh, another style that's a uh, little bit lighter green that sends out runners. Okay, um, It's kind of thin and, and sparse. My questions are, do I have any other options as far as growing anything that's got probably 80 to 90% shade? And if not, how do I get this monograph to thicken up, to spread, so that actually he's got pretty good coverage? Kurt, I have two 13-year-old boys who are coming to my house Sunday at 9.30. I'll ask them if they can drive to Peachtree City or if their dad can drive to Peachtree City and come down to your house. Their job is going to be plant mondo grass in my front yard. So mm-hmm. you chose the right plant because mondo grass can take all that shade and more. And if you want to thicken it up, plant more sprigs. That's what you do. I, I have a okay. bare area that's shady, and I want to get something to grow there. The Mondo is going to work fine, I'm sure, for me. All right. And um, as far as the fertilization schedule, like a 10-10-10? I don't or... fertilize mine at all. No? You know, I don't know that. Ashton, I have a Mondo? Mine, I, 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 I treat it the same way I do my whole landscape. I yeah. go out with Osmocote yeah. early, uh, early in the spring and feed everything with Osmocote. And then you could use Osmocote. And, they, and right on the Mondo, and my Mondo is nice and thick, and it does great. Milorganite. I've used Milorganite on the land and landscape and lawn around there, and I'm sure i throw some yeah. Milorganite over there on my Milorganite would work. But I like yeah. the Osmocote because it's... Uh, it's they're, they're round. They like yeah. BBs, yeah. and they just work their way off of the foliage down into the they soil. Into the soil, and yeah. they feed for like uh, four or six months. So, what about not the, a bad idea for you, Kurt? Okay. What about this other species? This um, the lighter green that seems to be sending out runners and spreading that way. Just let them intermingle, yeah, or do I need to get rid know, of that? It's going to be hard to try to selectively get one out of the other. Um, Frankly, I think I'd leave, let them intermingle with each other and let the best man win. Okay. <laughs> or the best woman. We don't know which and one then, they are, but whichever they are, let the best <laughs> plant win. Kurt, I think, is the best way to, to address that problem. i got to get out of here, Kurt. Thanks so much for calling us. 828. We'll be back after news.
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 65 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, a Georgia gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape at my number, 404-872-0750. One of the great things about this time of year is you finally, finally, maybe as the temperatures cool off, you'll be able to plant some fall vegetables. And I happen to know a place where you can get fall vegetables today and tomorrow for a Nice discounted price. Our friend Mickey Gasway joins us this morning. Hi, Mickey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? And did I hear correctly that fall vegetables are on sale this weekend? Yes, they are. They are. They certainly are. They're the Pikes Pick this weekend for 20% off. 20% off of broccoli and lettuce and, co- and uh, cabbage. Cabbage and collards and all the good stuff. That's great because this is... Temperatures are cooling down gradually, very gradually, but as they're cooling down, this is the perfect time to plant all of them. Yes, that's right. I, I'm probably going to wait another week before I plant lettuce, but everything else, I planted some last week, yeah. and they've all done good. Everything's done fine. I've had to keep them watered, yeah. but everything's done good. And the other thing, this time of year, because we have it has this warm weather, the loopers, the little cabbage worms that get onto the leaves and make holes uh-huh. in them, that's something to keep your eye out for, because they'll certainly be around now. They haven't been killed by any cold weather at all, so I'm sure that... People will have problems with that, and it's easy to control with one of the caterpillar killer products. BT things, yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't, isn't it a little white butterfly? I was trying yeah. to think about that. A little moth, a little yeah. white butterfly it's moth. A butterfly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I. Yeah, that's what I was thinking it was. Them, we call them skippers on the farm. It's look at all the white skippers over there on our cabbages. <laughs> they oh, lay their yeah. eggs to make the caterpillars. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But the BT works really good on it. But the, overall, the uh, cool season vegetables are much easier to grow. Than the the warm season vegetables. Yeah, yeah because you so, don't have to water them quite as much, and it's just cooler yep. and easier for them to grow. And you mentioned again the cabbage. So lay them all out there: lettuce, cabbage, collards, broccoli, broccoli, um, Brussels cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Cauliflower, right. um, what else? Kale. Kale's in there kale, somewhere. We got kale. Yep, uh, charred, we do. The pretty charred plants could be in there as yes. well. Yeah. Yeah, and with and also. We have discovered that you don't have to have quite as much sun for these because they're not fruiting plants. Uh-huh. So if you've got a if you've got an area, and I don't mean shade, but I mean if you don't have quite as much sun as you need to grow a tomato, these leafy vegetables will do fine. I think you're right. I think that's a great great hint. If you've got a little bit of shade, this would be a place to have a successful garden that you wouldn't grow tomatoes and squash during the summertime. That's right, and they do good in. Pots, or they do good in the ground. Yeah, Both. sure, sure. And they're ornamental. You can plant them by the front door and eat them when people come through. Just pick their own <laughs> salad and bring it on in. You'll eat them that <laughs> evening. Do you, do you remember a couple of years ago when they had, was it salmonella or what it was on all the ones in the grocery stores on all the spinach? Yeah, yeah. And everybody was afraid to eat spinach. And I grew it by my back door, and I had some people <laughs> over, and they said, you mean you're feeding us spinach? Yeah, it's my spinach. Your spinach. So your good. spinach is clean and not contaminated. That's right. That's exactly right. So it, it's it, they're they're easy to do. Hope everybody will give them a try. So 20% off. Again, this is mm-hmm. the Pike Pick of the Weekend. 20% off on all cool season vegetables at all Pike locations. 
So classes, we got any classes coming up, Mickey? Yes, we do. I'm prepared today. Um, Today we've got the cool season vegetable class. Um, It's at 10 o'clock at all the stores. So if you're not sure, if you've never grown one before, if you want some hints, come on in and we'll tell you how to grow them. This is free, right? Yes, it's a free class. Free class, all well, right. Also, we may we may be talking about some doing some other things that you could be plant food crops that you could be planting, like plant your blueberries now or plant your fruit trees now. We'll probably be discussing some of that now and herbs too that you could plant now. Okay, okay, that's number Saturday, one. Next Saturday, something happening as well. Is grilling in the garden. Which everybody loves because you everybody get fed for loves because you get fed, yeah. and so you come in and you're you're ready to shop because you're all nice and full. So it's fun. Yeah. We have a good time. And then the next week is um, we're going to have a gardening 101 class. Uh-huh. And um, so, and also you and I are going to be at Holcomb Bridge. Oh, that that's, right. that's right. Did we're you know that? Have, next week you we are going to be October 5th. We'll be at Holcomb Bridge. October 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Forgot to mention Ashley that. Ashley sent oh me gosh. a note last night and said, don't forget. <laughs> Sometimes we need other people to tell us where we're supposed to That's be. That's exactly and right. She go does where they tell us. Job. Exactly. She, she does. Where they tell us. All right. So let's go. Let's tell people where to go. We'll tell them where to go right now. Where would you go if you wanted to find out where the <laughs> local Pike Nursery location is, where the class is today on, on cool season vegetables, the grilling in the garden next weekend? Where the Pike Pick is 20% off on all cool season vegetables, where would they go? PikeNursery.com. Ah, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Mickey, oh, yeah. it's great talking to you. It's lovely to talk to you. I look forward to October 5th. Me too. See you soon. We'll see you then. 404-872-0750 is the number at Lawn and Garden. We've got Ashton Richard here from the Scotts Company. Uh, first in line, Betty out in Tucker, Georgia. Hi, Betty. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Yes, I wanted to know how to load to cut my limelight hydrangeas. One of them is about six feet tall, yeah, and the other one is, oh, about four feet tall. Don't forget that if you, the one that's tall is just too tall for the spot. There's a one called Little Lime, which for me is about four feet tall, I guess. Now, that's one I have also. Okay. But I like how, my how low do I cut lot. it? Because it's all, you know, they're looking bad now. Really tall and big. You know, I wait until wintertime before I cut mine, and I think if you cut it in December, January, February, you cut it down to 18 inches, 2 feet, something like that. Oh, okay. I, I don't know that I would cut it now. I'm not sure why my hesitation would be to cut right now. It's just my instinct says it's hot, it's dry. Well, they're just not very pretty right yeah, now. So you don't want to put any more stress on them, and cutting them now initiates these hormonal changes inside the hydrangea plant that say, all right, Betty has cut you. It's time to grow some new leaves. But the roots say, we don't have any water down here to water the new leaves <laughs> as they come out. So that causes stress on the plant. So, Betty, I think unless you can water them real good before and after you've pruned, I'd rather you wait till after we had a little rain. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you much. Be nice to your hydrangeas, Betty. It's a good rule to follow. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. Lucille is at Lawrenceville. Hey, Lucille, good morning. Yes, good morning. Hi. I've had a problem with my cucumbers this past growing season. Mm-hmm. They had little pinholes with worms in them. Yeah. How can I prevent that? It is tough. And the reason, Lucille, that it's so tough is because the pickle worm, that's what you have, is called pickle worm because they get in cucumbers, uh, cucumbers, cantaloupes, squash, watermelons, squash. squash, yeah, sure, squash as well. 
but the pickle worm larvae, the little worm, hides in the flower of their plant. And that is tough because you need insects to visit that flower. You need bees and butterflies and pollinating insects to visit the flower. And so what I have recommended is that either you do the spraying at night when the bees and the butterflies are not around, or safer yet for them is to get a little foam paintbrush and mix up some um, garden insecticide and paint your fruit when it's a little bitty, when you just have a little squash, a little cucumber, a little cantaloupe is just developing beneath the flower and the flowers come off of it. You paint the insecticide on the skin of the vegetable, and that'll keep mm-hmm. the pickle worm completely away. But you have to be careful. We don't want to hurt the pollinators. And what kind of insecticide are you talking about? Anything that's labeled for garden use. I try just to say garden use insecticide because there's so many. If you want one that's organic, the... Um, I do. Let's see. What's it called? It's got the big pirate, the, the Dr. Jack's dead bug spray. Is it pirate Jack's, Dr. Jack's, somebody Jack's dead bug spray. Whatever that is. That's the organic insecticide <clears throat> that you can use. It's something like Pirate Jack or Dr. Jack or Mr. Jack or somebody like that. Dead bug brew, I believe is the real name. Okay, well, thank you. Hey, for good that luck advice. with it, Lucille. It's tough. It really is tough. Be sure that during the wintertime, till the ground where you have your squash and cucumbers and stuff planted because tilling is going to help to kill the larvae that's overwinter in the ground and also any weeds that are around there, keep them mowed down, keep them dead too. Clean up the old vines. Yeah, clean up the old vines, get them out of there as well. You don't want any place for them to last during the wintertime. Mulch good would be a nice idea as well. All right, let's go to the phones. More questions here. We got Tom incoming. Hey, Tom, good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up? I've got one. I talked to you before about my cocktail tree that's got all five fruits. All right, sure. We didn't have anything but peaches, and it was loaded to the ground. <laughs> uh, it's about 10 foot or 12 foot tall, and how far back can I prune it? Well, and when? make sure that you're not not letting one limb dominate the rest of them. You know, that's one of those things. That one of the cocktail tree limbs sometimes will get really long and shade out the rest, and so you make sure all of them are about the same size. Now, yeah. that said, the pruning is done like you do a peach. Sometime in early March is usually the right time to do that after the freeze is uh, most likely gone. Well, the chance of freeze is, is gone. So that's when you do it. And how much is determined by what you, what you have, how vigorous your limbs are. The vigorous ones need to be cut back. The ones that are not so vigorous, leave them alone. I was going to cut them all back the same, to the same height. That good or bad? I guess you could do that, but it seems like you're going to hurt some of the le- some of the less vigorous limbs are going to be hurt more than the most vigorous limbs by doing what you're proposing. Okay, just cut down the cut the biggest ones. I think cut the biggest ones back to the the length of the small ones, and if you need to have any any smaller than that, be judicious about it. Maybe cut the real vigorous limb a little bit more than the less vigorous limbs, so that they. <clears throat> we'll have to grow more to to overtake the the smaller limbs. Uh, do that in March. March is better, I think. I don't like doing it now at all because you a lot of them have new growth on them, and the new growth gets frozen off, and that isn't good for the plant at all. This is a bad, bad way to treat the plant. So I think it's better to wait till March. Do it then. All right. Thanks for calling, Tom. We'll get out of here right now. It's eight forty-seven. We'll be back after this. 
It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Glory, glory to old Georgia. Heroes have graced the field before you. Men with hearts, bodies, and minds of which the entire Bulldog Nation can be justifiably proud. The tradition of unbridled excellence demonstrated by these individuals and many others spans more than a full century. Son, how we miss that Larry Munson calling these games. He would be a great commentator for the Georgia versus Notre Dame game today. 4 p.m., of course, is the kickoff for the University of Georgia versus Notre Dame this afternoon. You will stay tuned to it right here on WSB. By the way, a weather forecast brought to you by Finley Roofing. Clear today, high of 87, low tonight of 62. Tomorrow, same thing. Lots of sun tomorrow, high of 88 and low of 63. My guest has been Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company this morning. And one thing that we have not talked about, Ashton, all morning long is broadleaf weeds. We haven't really talked about the broadleaf weeds yes. and how to control them if you have them. In and your this is a great time of year because they, yeah. they like to put all their energy into the root growth uh, going into the winter. And so, so they pull the chemicals off the leaves. So they just the suck, the, they yeah. suck the weed control down. So, uh, But they need to be actively growing. And yeah. if we haven't had the rain to make them actively growing, if they're just sitting there... It's going to be harder to kill them than it will be later on once we get some rain. But you can, right on in through October uh, into November, as long as your midday temperatures start to hit 50 degrees, yeah. at least at least 50 degrees, you can kill weeds in your lawn without killing your good grass with either a weed and feed, uh, the same time you winterize your fescue, or with a with a with a spray. And if yeah, you just had a few of them, then it's just a spray. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of good ones uh, you can pick three, up. At three sprays that I recommend: the Bonide Weed Beater Ultra, the uh, Ortho Weed Be Gone Max, and the Bio Advanced Season Long Weed Control. All three. All of three them of those will job. work. Spray yep. them, concentrate, so you can get little trigger sprayers and spray just spot spray around the yard. But I think you're right. The fall is a great time of year to do that. Fabulous time. And if you got any other lawn questions, scotts.com. There's a lot of yeah. lot of lot of good information there. Or WalterReeves.com. Or Walter Reeves. You know, that's where I go to my get my gardening questions answered. Is WalterReeves.com. Some of your perennial weeds like and weeds like vines like English ivy. Uh, kudzu, um, uh, ground ivy, lace vine, ground ivy, all those, and things. then all those, uh, all those baby dandelions that germinated from the seeds that blew around last yeah. spring. They're going to be in the lawn germinating this fall. Right. They won't have blooms, so you won't see them, but you can definitely kill them. If you have a fescue lawn, I get questions a lot, Ashton, about when to use a weed and feed. And one of the times I think a weed and feed is warranted is on fescue lawns right now because you're supposed to fertilize them in September. You're supposed to Kill weeds as best you can in September as well, and so for right for now, for me, weed and feeds are best done on fescue. Uh, right unless now. you're going to do some seeding, if yeah. you're going to do some seeding, then you want to stay away from the weed and feed. Or if you, uh, uh, you know, you don't want to do it just before a rainstorm. Yeah. It should, should go on moist foliage. They do fine. You they get, do a great job. Did good, good control over that. We mentioned earlier pre-emergence. If you're going to put it out, you could wait a little bit. We still think you need to get it out as pretty quick now because we want to be in place as soon as the weed seeds germinate. That happens when the soil temperatures are 70 degrees and falling, and we're right now right at 71 or 2, 
And so it's soon that we'll get right in the annual bluegrass and henbit and uh, what chickweed, all the other winter yeah. annual weeds you can control with a pre-emergent as right. long as you put it out now at the right time and water it in. That's important to water it in. Make sure you put about a half inch of water in. Ashley, it's been a great pleasure having you here. A lot of fun. Always good to see you, my friend. I look forward to seeing you next spring. We'll talk about lawns again then. Crystal Wheeler has screened our calls this morning in Ashley's place. Ashley's out camping this weekend, having a great time out by the lake with her dog and her husband, of course. Jason Byers has brought us the entire panoply of University of Georgia music this morning. And Jason, we are so proud of you for doing that. The Go Dogs, they will be on the air today at 4 o'clock, the pregame show, kickoff at 8 p.m. We'll see you next Saturday, my friends, with another edition of Lawn and Garden. We'll see you then.